Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers, and dreams alike. And welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I am Jared. Hey, Jared, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I've been struggling to get my body to get up for about, about a month now. <laughs> oh, I've had the, yeah, I've had that problem for... 20 some years now yeah yeah okay great <laughs> it's rough like i get up at seven every day and i don't get out of bed till like 9 30 except like you know to pee and stuff it's rough i don't know what's going on with me yeah i used to say it's like literally having to go pee is the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning and then somebody <laughs> told me that sounds like you have depression man i was like oh is that what that is <laughs> yeah i think I, it's weird like i think i'm depressed but I'm not super sad right now, but mm-hmm. I think I am, like, functionally depressed right now. Uh, yeah. Such is life. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, have you been playing anything good lately? I haven't been playing... I have not been playing anything new since last uh, yeah. last episode. Still can't get past yes. boss number two on Sifu, but, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I played it after we talked, mm-hmm. and it's very, it looks so much like Absolver mm-hmm, that I keep mm-hmm. trying to play it like Absolver, but it, it plays more like a Dark Souls, e- I think is the deal. Yeah, you gotta be a lot more cautious, like you can't just go in, you gotta like, you know, your blocks and yeah. dodges and all of that stuff. Yeah, and I do, like I do the blocks and dodges, but like with, with, with Absolver, like if somebody's like, I the I haven't played the game since this moment happened. Like a, like a normal little NPC came up and he did like a falcon punch thing where he like jumps in the air to come get me. Mm-hmm. And I popped him in the ribs because in Absolver, if someone does a big slow move like that, you pop him with a quick move and, you know, you're, yeah, you you're in charge the now. attack. Yeah, and it doesn't work that way in Sifu. And I can't. I can't get I can't get over it. It makes me so mad. I it, it, it took me a while to figure out that that's what was going on too. I was like, why am I so bad at this? Like I was, mm-hmm. I did I did all right. Like I've, I'm through. Like I finally like I just kept doing the first level until I could get through and still be in my twenties. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's 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 a it's a different thing, and I can't get. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get my head around it. Yeah. I yeah I, I I jump in every so often and play it and I, I watch have you have you it's one of those games where it's really cool like people who are really good at it to watch because of course there's videos already where they're like yeah the, the entire game without getting hit I'm like this is magic <laughs> yeah you know who does these uh you know finger spit uh no I do not she's the composer from Deconstruct Team oh okay yeah uh and she does these she she will do these fucking like like dark souls bloodborne no hit runs and apparently she has already gone through and wrecked sifu as well damn um and that's just nuts to me like damn that's yeah sweet uh yeah i've been playing infernax oh yeah uh which is like that platformer i don't know if you've seen it it's like uh it's from berserk um and it's uh not having a lot of fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no. good. No, it's. I mean, it's so it's a you know retro platformer, and it's it's cute in a lot of ways. Like I mean, I like I dig it, um, 
but the games I keep comparing it to are the Messenger and Blasphemous. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it's got like a lot of like gore and blood and like all evil, like weird looking shit, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, um, but like the art style is is nowhere near what Blasphemous was. Like Blasphemous was like heavy on the art, mm-hmm. um, and then like just the the. The locomotion abilities, like the the mobility of movements that you that you get, there's just a lot of platforming over instant death pits, and like I'll fight through a whole level, and then I'll get to one room with a couple of like, and like it's weird, like the like there's no double jump, mm-hmm. but there's a thing where if you hit up and attack, your character will launch straight into the air. And another move that I keep unlocking and then dying before I get a chance to work with it is where you hold down attack and he launches himself forward. But if you're in the air, it doesn't stop your movement in the air. So you've got to, like, charge in an advantage. It's just weird, clunky. Uh, It just doesn't feel great to me. Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time enjoying it. But, I mean, I've been playing a lot of it. Like, I've I've played several hours already um, on the Switch. So it's it's been something, but... Yeah, isn't it just keep funny how games are like that? Where you're like, ah, I don't really like this. I've only put like you know 15 hours into it. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah, do anything else with your time, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird when yeah, because I'll see devs post that like you know someone's like, oh, this game's not really good, and then it like says you know like 60 hours played, and yeah. it's like, well, then why'd you play 60? It's like, no, man, I was that was them giving your game like a real giving solid it a chance, yeah, go. Because uh, there's some games, like, you really, you can't know how you feel about it until you've played for a while. Oh, yeah, you gotta, especially, I don't know, like, more complicated games, too. It's like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta get into the groove or see what they're trying to do, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Steam Next, Fe- Next Fest just started. That's true, that's true. Uh, we got a couple games in there. Uh, uh, Card Shark. Card Shark is great, yeah. From Muriel, so it's nice people getting to play that finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of games that you like, that really require like a lot of like deep dive. Oh no, I dropped my fidget thing. Uh, deep dive, like really hard work to really understand the mechanics is of course McPixel 3. Yeah, and I know that that has like, you know, you definitely don't have to do things very quickly. You definitely have to take your time. <laughs> you gotta uh, really... Yeah. Yeah, spent a lot of time with it, and um, yeah, and like there's just all the lore too to to get out of Pixel Three. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should. I don't know. Do you do you know much about the lore? You know, I don't, but um, I think we have access to one of the greatest McPixel historians alive, still living today on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could. I could see if we could get him on the show to talk about that, it. That would be great. Yeah, I would love to hear some let me, of this. Let me let me see what I can do. Boop beep boop beep beep boop beep boop. Hello, Sauce. Hello, this is Sauce. Hey, Sauce, how's it going? Hey, it's been going great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, hey, listen, my friend Jared and I here are uh, talking about uh, McPixel Three and uh, wanted to know if you'd heard of it yet. Oh no, uh, what is it? Oh, it's the long-awaited sequel to McPixel 2, the long-awaited sequel to McPixel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McPixel 2, I remember that one. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you would. Um, you know, since you're uh, the creator of McPixel. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Hi. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you. Oh, you bamboozled us. <laughs> gotcha, Jared. I gotcha. You got to watch out. Oh, man. Hey, sauce. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I've been listening to you talking about MacPixel. Hope you liked it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's not really, I don't, I wouldn't really call it a Souls-like, I no. think. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's literally no one moment when you have to press two, like, two buttons twice or like to do, do two things at a time. It's always, it's always such like, uh, it's so hard when you play, you play this game and then suddenly it makes you just click two buttons at the same time and then you press like up and the trigger and the button and it's like three things. That's a lot of things. In my pixel, there's like, yeah, it's mostly, it's usually it's like things. you press zero things. You just see things unfold. But sometimes you do click and you can make them unfold yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. It's so, so for, for those who aren't familiar with McPixel, it is a, uh, and McPixel 3, uh, it is a, and McPixel 2, the, the McPixel trilogy. Um, it is a point and click misadventure, um, where you play the titular character. You, you play McPixel. That's the guy, right? That is McPixel. There's no, like, secret, like, Legend of Zelda thing where it's named after Zelda, but you play Link, so McPixel yeah, yeah, is that's, like a person you're looking th- for. That's this is McPixel. Pixel, you're right? not definitely not saving McPixel. There's also, in this new game, there's a guy called Steve who is not McPixel and is not in the title, but he gets his own title screen, but he's nothing like McPixel. He's just, like, you find Steve in, like, these weird places, like a trash can, you know? Like, sometimes you find a pe- person in a trash can, and then you go to his room, and then he's just cooking, or, I don't know, fishing, or maybe driving a car, or just yeah. doing, like, normal stuff. Like, not defusing bombs, sure. and not trying to get over, like, life-threatening situations. Just doing everyday stuff. And there's, like, I could say that there's no losing in Steve level, but there's also no winning, like... It just... So it is like life. Just like real life. I, just, <laughs> I was just gonna fucking say that! <laughs> you son of a bitch! You stole my joke! He stole my bit. Uh, it's a race to see who can flash their nihilism first. Um, uh, so, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I was just saying, you you know, you mentioned like you know defusing bombs and saving the world. So, do you want to talk a bit about like what McPixel, like what what do you do? What's the what's the premise? What's going on? All right, so McPixel is like a wannabe save the day guy. So he's like a save the day guy, like you know, I know like superhero uh, f- from a comic book or like a superhero movie. Uh, but he's not a real superhero. He's like. He just gets into these messed up situations, uh, and he needs to get out of them somehow, using whatever means necessary. Uh, and he's kind of weird, so the solutions you get are really weird. And uh, the main thing is that not it's not about finding the right answer, it's about enjoying the failure, and like just looking at the silly things that McPixel does when, while he tries to escape his <laughs> impending death. And then you just move on. It's like, uh, it's like you know Tomb Raider, right? Mm-hmm, like yeah. Lara Croft game. Uh, people always, uh, people always think it's a game about like adventures of Lara Croft. But I yeah. think that Tomb Raider is a game about killing Lara Croft in the most gruesome ways. Like you play it and you like in within five minutes you're like you're impaling her on this like death pit of spikes or like uh, <laughs> there's a bear and he's like he has to eat like eight Laras before you can progress because like, you just keep getting eaten by a bear and just like keep killing her over and over and this is also the fun part of of what makes like Tomb Raider great <laughs> and this is what I wanted to like have in my pixel too 
like you the failure being being the part of the game and even if you like even if you save the day because you're like you're presented with a set of levels it's like a chapter or a round of levels so there're like eight levels maybe one of them is locked and you play through them and maybe if you save one you skip it and it just mm-hmm. loops around so you get you're not playing one level continuously you're being thrown around different situations really fast and when you while you're beating them they disappear from the tier and then you're just like left with the last one when you beat it you win but then you can go back and you can experience more of the outcomes to get to get coins you like get coins for it the thing is that i really wanted yeah. people to go back and play more because you know like i make this level and there're like maybe 12 things to do but only one of them is the right solution so if somebody goes into the game and does the right thing and then just wins that he didn't see the 11 things you know how many time i spent how much time i spent drawing it so i made people yeah. actually go back and play more yeah. to get more coins to unlock more content so that they can experience uh, the things that i spent so much time on <laughs> yeah the deep deep lore of nick pixel <laughs> so yeah it's the the game is is you've got the series each i don't know stage is or each level i don't know each tier is a series of like 8 to 10 levels and you go in, you're in a high-stakes situation. You've got, like, what, 45, 30, 45 seconds, depending on the level? Uh, yeah, you, it always it's, like, any, anywhere from 10 to 2 minutes, maybe. Okay. And there's usually a bomb that you need to defuse or get rid of somehow, or there's some kind of explosive situation. And you play McPixel, and you can, it's, you point and click, you interact with the objects in the world, and you, you find out how to get out of the situation and win. And... Yeah, it's 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 a wild ride. It's very fast paced, and it's um, you know you you said the thing about doing like you get the wrong, the right thing, and you and you you know then you move on. You don't see most of the game, uh, and I think that actually brings up for me like what I think is one of the most destructive lessons that video games teach us. Um, because when I go through a video game, I never want to do the right thing first. Because you always want to go the wrong way first, right? You always want to go, you're like, you're like, oh, that leads out of the level. I need to go down this hallway because there might be treasure down here and I got to get all this other wrong stuff. And uh, I feel like that's not a good life lesson because I feel like I've started to do that in real life and it, I don't get more XP out of that. <laughs> you walk down the wrong path. And there's no secrets at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> there's no secrets. It's just like, oh, this, is, this was just a bad decision. So you're just like on your way to work, but you like board the wrong bus on purpose find treasure that sounds actually exciting i mean <laughs> i mean sometimes it works out okay uh you do but the, then, you know, the, the times... open world thing where you get the you're like here's your main quest and you just literally turn around 180 <laughs> degrees and walk the other direction <laughs> bye <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but i mean mcpixel it, it is the joy of of failure of of just seeing all the cute fun weird things that can happen uh, and experiencing your very bizarre sense of humor, Sauce. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I think, influenced. Like, one one of my favorite is, like, comedy uh, movies. Like, you know the series of uh, of the movies with Leslie Nielsen? There was, like, the Airplane and Police Squad series. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Try to, I knew you were going to Yeah, try to Leslie kind Nielsen. of, try to kind of, like, replicate this kind of humor. I don't think it's, like, present anymore. I don't think they make stuff like movies like that anymore so that's what i well, he's dead now yeah well yeah uh, but <laughs> but i mean the well, genre... yeah, he's not making movies <laughs> he anymore took, but <laughs> he took the genre to the grave with him so there's like no more movies like that too the up 
observed. Honestly, I would love a, a heist movie in the style of Naked Gun where the objective is to steal Leslie Nielsen's corpse. I think he'd be into that. I'd, yeah, he'd like weekend well, at Bernie's we, style. <laughs> I guess we could we just have to like pitch MacPixel to Netflix, right? Boom. Yeah, there you go. So how long have you been making games? I've been making games since I can remember actually. I like I can't really remember being anything wanting to be anything other than than like a games creator uh, and Ever mm. since I got like hands of on a first computer that was I think Commodore sixty four and it came with this book so like you, you launch this computer nowadays you launch a computer it it has like I know Windows or like Mac OS and you can like click a browser or paint or draw stuff but when you launch a Commodore sixty four or that type of computer mm. there's only one thing you can do and that is program it just gives you this blinking cursor and it's like you either start programming now or there's absolutely nothing you can do with this computer and then it gives you a book with like programming lessons and one of the first lessons is a game uh, so i started doing that i started making like really really small games i think yeah. the first game i have it somewhere because they were recorded on i i recorded them on tapes because that's what you used back then and when you record them on tapes, it's like a version control because you have like on a tape, you have a newer and a newer and a newer and a newer version. And some time ago, I found the first tape with my first games. So my first game was this, <laughs> it was a screen of color green. And there was this sprite that looked somewhat like a car, but I had to like type it in. I had to draw it in my notebook and then convert it to like hex numbers and then convert it to decimal numbers and then put them in computer so everything was like whack and and there's this like weird sprite of a car and you can move left and right and it tells you that you're driving like 300 miles per hour but you're not moving because there's no background to be shown and sometimes you see well, it's another... going too fast it's all too blurry <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like you see nothing and you can just go left and right and there's sometimes a different car that you can crash into uh, and everything goes like i think one frame for two seconds, and the game is called Need for Speed. <laughs> the original That's, Need for Speed. This is the first game. <laughs> yeah, this is the first game that I ever made. And the funny thing is, I don't think I ever played Need for Speed before making that game because I didn't have a different computer than Commodore 64, and there was not of the no. Need I was going to say I don't think Need for Speed existed back then. No, no, because, so I'm from Poland, so we got these computers really late, oh, okay. like, uh, you know, we, we've been, like, behind Iron Curtain for half a century, and then in the, in the 90s, we only, like, opened the borders, so all of the computers from the 80s that were popular in the 80s in the West, oh. we only got them in the 90s, so uh, I used to live uh, close to the border with Germany, and people would go en masse, like, when they opened borders, people would go en masse to Germany and bring stuff back to Poland. My father used to repair electronics, so he would bring, like, I had a new TV every month. He would, like, bring a TV and then repair it, and then we would watch it, and then the next month he would, like, sell this TV and bring, like, three another TVs. And then we had, like, different TV. And he also brought computers, so I had this weird German computers. Uh, but they were all, like, outdated. But here in Poland, this was, like, totally new. Nobody, yeah. nobody like, knew new computers nobody had them when i had like a first ib like you know like uh, people called them ibms back then yeah. not even pcs uh so it was like this old this old pc with ms dos and three and a five uh, it's, it's 3.5 inch floppies yeah 
The same. And there were like nobody to nobody to go and get games from. So uh, and I remember that my father used to like uh, s- scouted around, ask people if anybody else has that kind of computer and maybe some games that he could borrow for his kid, who's me. Uh, and the only one uh, other PC computer they had a, the police station, uh, and uh, so he went to the police station with a bunch of floppies, and they like recorded him games on floppies, <laughs> <laughs> pirated games from the from the police station. They were cool. I got like Wolfenstein 3D and the Incredible Machine. That was fun. Oh, I love the Incredible Machine. Yeah, and so this is how I this is how I started like computing making video games for like old computers in the 90s in the like up into the late 90s in Poland most people used like Commodore 64s Ataris yeah everybody had these Famiclones like clones of not the Nintendo but the Famicom uh, that worked with Japanese cartridges yeah. it was funny because like these cloned games on this cloned console cloned from the Japanese version they were all NTSC so 60 hertz but the games were 50 hertz so all the games you played they were like 20% slower. So you play this Mario, but he's like anemic. Like the music <laughs> plays slower. Everything is slower. And then like, I remember when I played the fir- the real Mario for the first time, I was like, what the hell this is so fast? I don't know how to play it. And I remember it like being much slower. <laughs> That's wild. So yeah, this is how I like started making games. Just, just being, being a person in Poland and having all these old computers being transported. And that helped because I got to learn uh, I got to learn these like old programming languages like C, yeah. uh, so I can like now program games that don't require like you know engines and stuff like that. They just work. So it's way easier. So wait, do you still wait? You mean you still program mm-hmm. line like the the same way, like hardcore? Or do you what do you use these days? Uh, yeah, I use. Uh... Yeah, I use. Uh, I I also use C. I mean, like the old, the old programming languages. They don't, they don't go away, right? Like yeah. operating systems are written the same way. You don't just like new and easier things get introduced, like like engines, like Unity, Godot, or the Unreal Engine, and people can use them. Yeah. But uh, you also don't have to, right? It just makes things easier, but also makes not all of the things easier. Okay. So mm-hmm. wait. But so, what do you use nowadays? You just write in C. <laughs> uh, yeah, I write in. I write in. Yeah, I write. I, I use C. That's the language. It's like really old, and people make fun of it, but it works. Hey, and it's really fast. Yeah, that's so. McPixel is just made, like not in Unity or anything like that. Not in Unity or anything like that. It just. It's just hard. It's just coded in C. There's like there's no engine. It's just, I yeah. I I just programmed that from scratch. I mean like, it's such a simple game. Sure. Using an engine would only complicate stuff. Would sure. uh, there's no benefit for MacPixel to be using Android Engine, Unity, or even Godot, or even Game Maker, because it's so simple. Plus, uh, I got to like use software rendering. So like, everything is software rendered. And you don't need a GPU. And have you seen like GPU prices recently? They're <laughs> insane, absurd. So you don't really need one to play MacPixel, right? Yeah. Because it's all software rendered. <laughs> I'm just, hmm. 
<laughs> just, I'm just blown away, yeah. to be honest. I, <laughs> yeah, I, but I let's not go into technicalities. Too late. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, that's a. I mean, that's just okay. Uh, so when did you start making games? Um, you know that that other people were getting to play. Oh yeah, so. So the fun part about like having a Commodore 64 in Poland in the late 90s, like I remember mm-hmm. we were really poor, so I had this Commodore 64 for a really long time, like long time into where people already had like normal PCs. So mm-hmm. uh, I started making games for that. I got this book that learned, taught me how to write assembly. So the first game that I wrote were like only for myself because I knew that nobody else has Commodore 64 anymore. So I just yeah. write games and play them. Just like not care about other people liking them. I just wrote games that I wanted to play, games that I didn't have, games that I kind of wanted about things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but then, then the internet came, and I could finally share my games. Uh, so the first games, I think, the first game that people actually played were flash games back in like 2010s. Like everybody was playing flash games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Like I really liked the like you know. Uh, programming and like C language and maybe making 3D games. Everybody likes 3D. <laughs> but then I I really wanted to learn Flash just to get people to play my games because you put this like Flash game on on one of these Flash sites and there's like thousands of people that can play it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I started to make I started making these games and just putting them out on on there and people to play them. Like it was such a time that no matter how bad or how weird your Flash games were, you still had, like, thousands of play because there were these bored <laughs> office workers uh, who would go to work on Monday and just literally just play Flash games all day. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could you could see that because, like, people wouldn't play Flash games on weekends. People would play Flash games on weekdays because they were, like, stuck in the office, on their office computer with the big CRT monitor just playing Excel, and they're just like play the flash games <laughs> so yeah so I, I always try to like make make a game maybe like every week or every couple of weeks and put it out there and when you put them out there like on monday uh there's also always like this weekly contest which you where you've seen like which game uh got the highest uh got the highest place and you even got like yeah. you could even get like money from it from like the ad revenue I remember making like a game in an hour about eating potatoes. You like you're this tiny guy and you like you have to peel potatoes with your mouth, mouse and then like you eat them with the tiny guy on the bottom of the screen. And it was all made in MS Paint and looking as gruesome as possible with like terrible terrible music and and sound yeah. effects. And I think I made like $150 on it in ad revenue just because people would play it. It was called Potato, 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 Potato. <laughs> what else would it be called? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Was this on Newgrounds or, or what was your, what were you on? No, Newgrounds was where I put my cool games. That was on Congregate. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you put all the, the wild stuff on Congregate, and then when it when it was a certain quality, you'd put it on Newgrounds. I put I would put it on Newgrounds. Actually, Newgrounds was the like when I uh, a place where I made my first like video game money. Uh, back in yeah. it, it was 2011, and I quit my day job because I just made like 200 dollars from a flash game, 
uh, <laughs> from sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, it, I made this weird fresh game and I made two hundred dollars. Hey, I made. I'm working at this company making this game that nobody ever played and they've been making for like years. And now I made this game in a week and I made two hundred dollars. Maybe if I make one in two weeks, I make four hundred. So it's like, okay, I I'm gonna make this game in a month and I make a game in a month. Uh, and then I started like looking for sp- you would look for sponsorship. So a person, a flash yeah. person that would like put your flash, uh, their flash logo on top of your game. And I the deal yeah. I got was with it, with congregate not congregate but Newgrounds. So I sent it to okay. to Newgrounds Tom Fulp and he was like uh, he wouldn't reply. And then after two weeks he would get back. Uh, the game was called Telemite. It was like you're a mutant ninja and you're like kicking. Uh, soldiers and destroying houses and just like this mutant ninja and after I was like really bummed because nobody would reply and then after two weeks Tom Fulp replies and he's like I love this game I'm gonna give you a bunch of money for it I played it twice already (laughs) I'm like what (laughs) and by that time I already have made MacPixel 1 prototype for a game jam called Ludum there so I got this money for this flash game and I could use that to create the first MacPixel game that was it that was how. That was how. Like I started being just full-time indie developer. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that was also like 2011, and it's 2022. Yeah. So that was 11. Year- oh my god, that was 11 years ago. <laughs> and here's wandering under like MacPixel 3 reveal trailer, and people write stuff like "blast from the past" or "it's no- so nostalgic." I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that was so much time yeah. ago. Yeah, you're you're nostalgia. That um, that that uh, funny you said it because that's a question I wanted to know. What what made you want to like, after all this time, revisit? Uh, so when you, I it, I think it's apparent uh, because when you play like when you play MacPixel three, uh, you start clicking and if you played MacPixel one, you see that it's the uh, like you know janky pixel art graphics, uh, weird animations, and it kind of makes sense. But then when you go back, if you play it for a bit and go back to MacPixel 1, you can see uh, that MacPixel 1, that was the real jank. That was like, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do pixel art at all. I just like clicked this. I was, I was making this blind. I remember when I, even when I like putting it on Steam, uh, I would have like one game on my Steam account because I, I didn't know what I was doing. And the same with the pixel art, the same with the like programming this game in Flash. Everything was me improvising. Uh, and for the longest time, I would m- say that I would never make like MacPixel 2. Uh, but hey, I made MacPixel 3. We don't have to talk about what happened with MacPixel We don't have 3. to talk about but we <laughs> have to talk about what happened with MacPixel 3. Because I, yeah. uh, why I wanted to revisit it is I wanted to give it justice. Like, uh, I realized I've made uh, other games along the way. And I realized that people still like... Even though I make different games, even though I like do different stuff, people, I would see people talk about MacPixel online like all these 10 years. I was like, what about if I do it justice? All these things I have learned throughout the years, all this like the graphics, the programming, the like production, all about video games that I have learned going from to different events, talking to different people, making other different games. How, what if I implemented that into making a new MacPixel game into giving it like proper justice into making it like the best MacPixel game I could ever make. The first MacPixel was probably the best I could make back then, but now that I look at it, 
It's yeah. like old and dated, and I wanted to do it properly. I wanted to. It it was also MacPixel One was this. Uh, it was a flash game that I made in a game jam in 48 hours, and all the design decisions made for it were the decisions that would make it possible to create a game in 48 hours. And all the subsequent levels added, because the uh, game jam version had six levels, but the full game has 100. Mm -hmm. But all the levels, I wanted them to abide by these rules that I set up during the game jam. But now I wanted to free myself from the shackles, so I uh, I wanted to create something that is not bound by rules, by like, you know, uh, the rules of the programming of the engine that I said beforehand. I wanted the like have a dynamic, growing code base of an engine that can render all kinds of animations and situations. So it's not always bomb exploding. It can be a train that goes down. It can be like you trying to win a skiing competition. It can be maybe like a plane that's <laughs> falling onto an island. It can be multi-stage levels. It can be mini-games. It can be all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, I really wanted to have like MacPixel, but do it actual justice. That that's what that's what I wanted to do. I hope I did it. <laughs> Do you feel? Like I feel like it? I've done it. It's like uh, one thing that I noticed while making this game is like I've been making it for for years now. And usually, when you make a game, you're like first you're like super excited, yeah, I'm gonna make this game. And then by the end, you're like super bummed because you've been working on the same thing for three years, and you're like, oh my god, I don't want to touch this anymore. And I was just like super excited all the way i would make things and be like this is crazy <laughs> this is going to be great i love this i would just like look at all the crazy animations that they made and be like yeah this is it this is the shit <laughs> so I, I am i am really happy with what i've done really that's great nice yeah you don't hear that very often with any kind of artist you know not just games but nobody ever likes the shit that they make maybe you know? they all maybe they're all depressed <laughs> ah that must be it yeah <laughs> a lot of that going around <laughs> i i saw someone mention something and i i want to confirm if this is true I, you know it's just a random tweet i saw someone make but was the original mcpixel the first steam green light Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> uh I remember so this is uh this is really funny. Uh because back when like Steam was closed down, you couldn't get on Steam. You had to know somebody and you had to like make a really, really good game. And MacPixel like when you look at the screenshot of MacPixel, uh it's not something that you like sell to an investor or like a business person, right? Yeah. And I really wanted to go to Steam. Uh so uh I wrote this email, I had like an email to to a Valve guy, and I wrote this email, this like, I tried to be use this super business language that our pa partnership between our companies is going to be great, and you need to allow this amazing game on your platform, because this is for the beneficial goodness, and I would write like a page full of that, and then at the end I would say that I have included this chart that explains how good this game is going to be uh, for the like beneficial the benefit of our both platforms. And the chart it was just like a JPEG image of like the uh, you know the fry meme when you're like shut up and take my money. Yeah. But it was like he was holding MacPixel in his hand. <laughs> so he was like shut up and take MacPixel. I would say this, and I I got an email back saying that you know what we we're launching this thing called Greenlight and you should like you, you should maybe try that. 
<laughs> and then I tried green light. Okay, so uh, and then I, then I tried. Uh, so, so I went to stream green light, and I was like one of the first games that were there, and I could like you could upload gifts. So there's like. Uh, six games, I think like nine or nine or six games that were the first when the green light launches, and one of them was like Pixel. I never realized that you could upload a GIF as like as the thumbnail for your game. So it's like one of the pictures was this like red-haired guy pissing on a bomb, and that was like that was the. I think that this is what made it. And also at the same time, uh, the Pirate Bay contacted me, and the Pirate Bay was like, "Hey, uh, do you want to do a promo with us? Because I gave away some codes in like the Pirate Bay comments section, and they're like they really liked it, and they hunted me down on Reddit and sent me an email, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and it was like, hey, do you want to be on front page of Pixel? You're gonna have like to let people download your game from torrent, uh, but." I'm gonna have to let people download your game from torrents, but uh, the thing is that you're gonna be on the front page of the Pirate Bay, and that was 2012. So the thing is that the Pirate Bay at that time was like the fifth most visited website on the web, and the only website stopping that, I think, they were like porn websites. Uh, so it's like <laughs> amazing. I'm totally doing it, and it was the same weekend that Greenlight launched, and the same weekend that the Pirate Bay promo launched. So I got like bombarded with uh, like with votes for Greenlight and people like buying, and I think like people still a lot of people just bought the game from the Pirate Bay traffic. You wouldn't think that like you don't go to Pirate Bay to buy stuff, right? But I made like seven thousand dollars from it. That's a lot of money for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got like I got voted into like into space uh, with a bunch of different games. And when I got like th they announced the first ten games uh, that were gonna make it in green light, uh, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna be the first to actually release because I want to be in the papers for that. And I I scrambled like I I was I took like I think two weeks just typing really fast to make it happen and i did and i was the f it was the first s s steam game released through steam greenlight and then and then they closed steam greenlight and uh, the pirate bay people went to jail yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's a flash of reality at the end of that story <laughs> was, god damn <laughs> Oh, and then the pirate bay sank, and everyone from Valve went to jail. The end. <laughs> no, the other way around. No, oh, right, but the right, right. nothing sank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was fun. It was like, and I, as I said, I didn't know like really what I was doing because I haven't been even like using Steam before of that. So I was like improvising everything. It was such a wild time. It was like the wild west of indie gaming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, back then, I mean, I guess that kind of is almost, I mean, there's a lot of Wild West in indie gaming still, but, um, I mean, you know, Flash games, I mean. Was that really, was Wild West. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could, like, sell these games. They were, like, nobody wanted a contract or, like, an invoice. You just, like, got this PayPal money. It's, like, it felt like a scam, but it was a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like the, I mean, what people what people play, like you know, the, the I mean, it, it changed what. I mean, I I love every time we have one of these interviews, and it comes out that you know someone was doing stuff on Newgrounds and Congregate and stuff like that because I I loved those sites when I was young, and they really, 
I mean, just just anything. It was anything and everything, and people just put it out there, and it's just, it's just, it's amazing what people will play. And I mean, I don't think we'd have any like the indie games scene would not exist without those. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like indie game developers that started on flash games. That was like such an easy money. Yeah. Well, and it also proved that people didn't just want to play the same games over and over again. They didn't just want to play like the same, you know, polished, <laughs> well-worked-through titles that all the game companies were making and all the big companies. Like people were into just weird shit. Yeah, it's a lot like you say um, that. Oh, it's, it's, I was gonna say it's it's like you know um I think like back in you know you know forty so years ago now like think about music it's like oh well all music has to be well produced and it has to sound pretty and it has to be in key and then you have like you know punk rock coming out being like well no you don't actually need to know how to play and and people <laughs> responded to that and i think it's a similar sort of thing where you're like oh yeah these big you know like something triple a like well the, yeah that's what a game is nobody's going to want to play it and turns out that it's Potato, 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 potato. Yeah, potato, somebody potato, sees potato, 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 potato. They're like, holy shit, I would never get this, like, at a Walmart. Like, I need to check this out now, you know? And then all kinds of stuff like that. And I think that's what's cool. It's like, it is very punk rock, the, like, Newgrounds and yeah. Flash games and stuff like that. Yeah, still. And I think, like, even more now, because, like, you get these, like, you know, the engines, Unity, the Goto, or, like, Game Maker, or stuff like that. You're like... You don't even need to know how to program. It's just like you have an idea in your head. There's a way to put it on the screen, which like gave birth to a Shit, like an actual so new long. wave of designers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, I, that's been a thing, you know, for a while. Like people, there's a lot of people who are very creative and have a lot of really great ideas, but they sort of get um, kind of bogged down by like technical details you know like oh i don't know how to program or i can't you know even i think you know if you go back uh in time right it's like oh i can't afford the like higher end equipment that i need to do that and that is changing and it's like no you you, you don't you don't need any of that you don't need that you like you can you can you listening right now you can <laughs> yeah it's so cool yeah it is but then it's also like uh it it also brings like shovelware, like people just uh, companies that just want to make a quick buck, like not not like yeah. you know homegrown indie designers, people who have a great idea, and just people who want to like clone existing stuff or create stuff that already exists, and they can do it cheaply because like you know you go to Unity Asset Store and you better mm -hmm. buy a ready game and you just like release it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the the um, the disadvantage to that but you know i think while that will be there you know like the, the cream of the crop rises to the top and people you know like the stuff that's good will you know float above all that shovelware and i don't know and all that crap we will sue the shit out of an o pixel or a, a von pixel or anything don't mac worry pixel about that. baby you got the devolver <laughs> mac pixel with an yeah yeah, well, you got the devolver legal team on your side now so don't worry about them shovelwares coming after <laughs> mcpixel the, uh, the question is, who we'll has the trademark for MacPixel 2? Oh, don't I mean, say that. Now you gave somebody an idea. <laughs> what are you doing, man? God damn what it. What are you doing? Oh. God. Jim, we got to call Brian. We got we to sort this we gotta out. Call, we got to call Brian right now. <laughs> we got a problem. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> 
so uh, you've been working on Pixel 3 for a while now. Yep. It's, uh, are, we, are we announced on release date? I, I can't keep up. I'm so bad at my I don't game. think so. Okay. But it's soon? It says 2022. Okay. All right. Good enough. All right. <laughs> it can be today. It can be in nine months, I guess. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, it can, yeah. It's somewhere within the gestation period of a fly and a human being. Um, well, what I was, a, I was that, just going to that, that should be a goddamn book title, my friend. <laughs> somewhere between the gestation of a fly and a human being. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> Trade market. Yeah, holy hell. <laughs> Stick that in your pocket. Keep that. You can use that. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I just wanted to ask. I mean, you've been working on this for a while. Mm-hmm. It is it is near fruition. The demo's out now. I, I, I guess you know we, we mentioned that at the beginning. But if anyone does want to play McPixel Three, the demo is available now on uh, on Steam Next Next Fest, and of course, uh, McPixel One is very for sale. But we don't get any money from that, so it's not really important. <laughs> Uh, like Sauce gets money, but he's fine. Um, uh, but do you? I mean, yeah, it's ninety nine cents. I was, I was just double checking how long it would be on, but yes, by the time this podcast is up, Pixel One is only ninety nine cents. So definitely, it is. We. <laughs> it's like only one dollar more expensive than Pixel Three DMO. <laughs> That's the only one. Yeah, if you look at it like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have do you have plans? Are you thinking about what happens after McPixel three? Are you still focused on this? On what what happens with McPixel three? And kind of riding this, riding this. I way? have like I have a dozen of video games idea in my head, but uh, I want to get. Yeah. I I need to get this one out first, so it's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have I have a couple of ideas. Uh, but I'm not sure I'm ready to talk about that yet. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 I guess I I, I just wonder because when I when I talk to you know someone who who who's able to rapid fire a lot of the work that you're able to do, um, I mean I know that you, when you take the time you take the time and you make it work, but like you are capable of these things, and I know I guess people like that. I imagine like you said, there's there's always more ideas coming. There's always more things you want to make. Yeah, there's always there's always like more ideas that I can actually make. I have more ideas for games. I have like books yeah. upon books, like uh, notebooks, just written down. A game idea yeah. and drawn. And sometimes I like I would make it in in like two days and see if it works or not. But but sometimes if it's like more complex, it just sits there in a notebook, yeah. and maybe I remember it when I next time like start planning my next game. And maybe it is forgotten because it's on the second page and not the first one, and I never get to make it. <laughs> it's all these lost games. Yeah. Yeah. McElden Ring. McElden Ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Elden Ring is coming out really soon, is it? Yeah, it's going to come out the day after this podcast comes out. It comes out on the 25th, right? Something like that. Something comes out on the 25th. Is that, is that Elden Ring? I, I have no, don't look Something at me. Something big no is idea. happening in the near future. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's Elden Ring that's coming out on, on this, this Friday. So, yeah. And nobody's going to play anything else for a while, I guess. Yeah. 
You should play my Pixel demo while you have time, because when that comes out, you will not have. You play the Pixel <laughs> yeah. demo now. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you can, yeah, do it in the day in the day between. This will go on Thursday. That'll be Friday. You get perfect, perfect amount of time. I'm not even gonna play Elden Ring. I'm so mad at George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Wait, oh, no. is George R. R. Martin involved in Elden, Elden Rings? No, that's not a thing. I guess he wrote. He wrote. Brought in on Elden Ring. Oh. Which I don't understand. Yeah. Did he? Did they I, allow I him to write the ending this time, or is it like, is it like the last time? Well, he, they took that TV show and they went beyond what he'd written because he hasn't finished the goddamn books yet. <laughs> I just want Winds of Winter. I just want Winds of Winter. I don't need. I don't need a Dream of Spring. I just want Winds of Winter. I'm. I'm a simple man. I understand. I don't expect that much. I just want Winds of Winter. That's all I want. And I try not to think about it, but then people talk about Elden Ring, and I'm just reminded that he's not finishing Winds of Winter. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's fine. Maybe I should, like, finish... Maybe I should be finishing my games with cliffhangers as well, so people wait for the next part. And there's never a next part. <laughs> yeah. They they never end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Just end McPixel three on a to be continued, and then just never do. Yeah, it just goes to be continued every twenty seconds. You like you never see the explosion. <laughs> You're gonna buy the DLC with actual endings to all the levels. There you go. There you go. The, that's, the that's, explosion that's DLC. Yeah, explosion <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on like on a, like you know? I mean, you're finishing mm-hmm. with Pixel Three. It's going to come out, but are, do you still be like, oh, I should have made a level about? Yeah, you know, I have like a bunch of idea like six, lined yeah. up. I would like to. I would like to make that I didn't make because because I just like there's no more space in the game. I wanted to make 100 levels, and I have yeah. 100 levels. But there's like a bunch of ideas I really wanted to make. So there might be McPixel 3 DLC. There might be. 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. <laughs> McPixel 3.5. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that would be lovely because, like, if people want it, why not make it? And I, like, as I said, I really enjoy making all of these crazy levels. Yeah. Well, where can, uh, where can folks find you? On the internet. Oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Sosovsky on Twitter. And. If you might want to spell that slowly for S O S O W S K I. Nice. Sosovsky, yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, you, you just like. You just write MacPixel on Twitter and search and search for people, and that's me. I'm the first search result. Nice. Yeah, that might that might be an easier way for people to, <laughs> that might be to get easier. to you. That might be easier. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Jerry, did you have any more questions? Uh, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, you know what? I do have one question. Because um, in Mick Pixel, he kicks people in the balls a lot. I just what what oh, what's up with oh, that? Oh yeah, I, that? <laughs> it's like all the time, all the time. There's an actual backstory for that. So uh... wait, what? No shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I said, the first game, the first Mac Pixel was made as a part of Ludum Dare uh, Game Jam. That's 48 hours to make a video game, and I wanted to make a point-and-click adventure that's like 
has six levels, and that's a lot of work for 48 hours. So usually in uh, point-of-click adventures, you have a default interaction with people. Like when something you do wrong or something mm-hmm. you do that the game doesn't expect, uh, it just like the person says something, like the, the main character. And I really didn't have time to implement words into game, to implement like <laughs> having dialogues and conversations. Like, okay, how do I... like? I have these people, how do I interact with them in the game? I was like, what about if he just kicks them in the balls instead? And that's faster to, <laughs> that's way faster to make. So I just made it because that's oh faster. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest, when I asked that question, I didn't think I was going to get like such a, a genuine answer. <laughs> For technical reason, the main character needs to kick yes. people in the balls. <laughs> just has to kick people. I think most all video games would be better if they just took out the dialogue and replaced every scene where people talk to each other. They just start kicking each other in the balls. <laughs> Kick them in the balls and get what you need from them yeah. instead of having like like a Skyrim oh. mod where you just... Oh, that would be amazing. Anyway, well, yeah, that was, that, was, that was my question. I got nothing else. <laughs> that was gold. That was gold. <laughs> Uh, Sauce, anything you want to share with the world about McPixel 3 or anything else at all? I know, about from the fact that you should totally play it. You should play the demo. It's like, it's free, it's out there. You just go there, download it, and play it. It's like, I think you can get like half an hour of really fun gameplay out of it, unless you want 100% it, and there's an extra price for that waiting for you in the game. And you can kick a lot of people in the balls in this demo. At least five people, I think. And if, if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. Kick 10 nuts. The McPixel guarantee, the McPixel demo guarantee, you can kick 10 nuts. Awesome. Maybe there should be a counter in the game, just like, you kick eight people. Oh, that would be amazing. That would... Instead of a death counter, it's like, like a ball that's counter. 60 balls. Then you kick one guy and it only goes up by one. I was just going to, I was like, that would be great. Or one goes up by like three, and you're like, what? <laughs> Oh, good stuff. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Sauce. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, cheers. Congratulations on the demo. Hopefully it goes very well. Thank you. I hope so. It didn't crash yet for anybody, I good. hope. Good. Yeah. yeah. You had to You had to nerf one of the levels, which I think uh, you shouldn't have done because I got that level. I got through it. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I replaced one of the levels with a different level because the level was hard and that other level was looking nice. <laughs> I really like how it looks. The snow level. <laughs> yeah, so I added a new level. So even if you played MacPixel, by the time you might not have played all the levels in the demo that are out there because I added a new one. That's right. So if you played the MacPixel 3 demo on Monday when it first came out, go back, delete it, re-download it again because there's a new level. I guess you could probably just update it. Uh, yeah, you can just update it. And you can go back you go back into the train where the like the only round is and you can just play that one level that you haven't played before. It will just let you do that. Nice. Cool. Well thanks so much, Sus. Uh, hey, thank you did guys. You know... Yeah. yeah. Did you know the Devolver Digital's on Twitter? Come again? Me? Me? I said did you know that Devolver Digital is on Twitter? Is it? Yeah, yeah, at Devolver Digital. And it's on Twitch, and it's on Instagram, and it's on Steam, and it's on TikTok, and it's on... That's all of them. That's oh, all. Oh, man. I'm going to follow all of them, except Instagram. I hate that. We're still Ooh. still working on that MySpace. 
<laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I can follow you on MySpace. Just don't expect to be one of our top four friends. Just want to be real about that. Is Tom one of your top four friends? Well, yeah. Tom is one of he's always there. Top four friends. He's yeah, always there for he's me. the best. He's the best guy. <laughs> thanks, Tom. He's a real one. Well, thanks so much, Sauce. Thanks, hey. Jared. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh,